Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. So um, this is Beyond the Desk. Yes. And this is where we talk about our journey um, as, I guess you could say, becoming expats in another country and living part-time and inevitably, uh, if we want to, full-time, but what that entire journey looks like. And our goal was just to document this, right? We wanted to... Um, because we're not pros at this. We want people to see like the gritty behind what it looks like to do this. And what and it takes. Not just the end of the tunnel, but the whole right. thing through it. Yeah. Yeah. And today, uh, babe, we have a lot to cover. So we really want to be able to give our listeners the amount of information that could really, in, in digestible parts, right? where they can be able to say, hey, is this something do we think that we could do? Is this something we even want to do? And maybe they, because we all have choice, right? We don't have to stay where we are. Um, so we all have choice. And so this is just a great way to, you know, a great something great that we can offer uh, to other people and, you know, learn from our mistakes and uh, go enjoy your life. Right. Um, so to kick things off, uh, our first topic is, um, our expedition, right? Our first, our first yeah. exploring, uh, where we're going to go. And we kind of have started putting plans together on that, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell me about that. So we had three countries originally, Mexico and Puerto Vallarta. We had Spain, the coast of Spain, all the way from Valencia down to the Costa de Sol. And then also uh, Medellin, Colombia. So we've narrowed it down to two, pretty much one, really. Colombia is, is truly the first choice. A, because that's where you're from and we want to explore that. And what did you get in the mail today? I got my passport. So uh, if you all have been tuning this since the beginning, um, I think maybe two weeks ago, I yeah. went out to. Um, the consulate uh, out in DC and uh, did my visit and got all my paperwork and all the stuff done. And uh, today, less than two weeks later, and I, I honestly thought it was going to take a little bit over a month. I got my passport in. So I have that now. So I'm officially uh, a, um, a citizen of Columbia, of the Republic of Columbia. Before we get into this, how does that feel? It was pretty awesome. Um, we will... Add in a little video of me on opening it, on op opening the uh, package today. Yeah. Uh, we'll have that in here too. I'll edit that in here. So Chad just went and got the mail. Yeah, we got junk mail. We got our um, our property taxes, and we got our something wait. priority mail. Something from the wait, wait. So. Something so cool happened. I was thinking not, I don't know, 15 minutes ago, what if Chad got this beautiful piece of mail soon? Originally, they said, what, three months? So we were looking Two at to three months. December, yeah. yep. probably November, December. Oh, no, the passport I knew was coming quicker. The ID takes two to three months. Got it. So, so December for a trip to Chicago to pick that up. Yes. Oh, that's right. But that's I knew right. this was coming sooner. I didn't know it was coming this quick, but I knew it was coming within a month. Yeah. So I did not know 
that this was happening, I just thought about it and I was like, I think it's gonna come sooner. I think this is all gonna happen really, really quick because what Chad and I are planning to do, I, which is part-time in... Columbia. Yeah, Columbia, yeah. which is where Chad was originally born. So he goes to the mailbox and... I was emptying my backpack and I found the tracking number from when I did my visit to the consulate. Yeah. So we did that in our podcast and all the nitty gritty that that was. <clears throat> and um, I found the tracking number, so I was like, oh, I'll just check and see if it's, I was gonna plan on saving it and getting a notification so when it does ship, I would know about it. Yeah. And typed it in and it said delivered yesterday. What? Because we were bonkers busy yesterday. We were crazy busy. So neither of us went to the mailbox yesterday. You had um, an event, I had an event. It was just yeah. so, and then a baby's birthday party. So let's let's, let's see. Oh, yeah. So Sadie always Wait. wants to be part of something. Sadie she, is. She found a squirrel after that. She wants oh, to. Oh yeah. Keep Squirrels are way more important than. You getting your Colombian passport? Republic. Wait, it's it's Republic not in Columbia. view. Huh? It's not in. There we go. Nice, beautiful. Should we look at the picture? I probably there's probably stuff that I should, like, put my finger over. So let me. I don't know. I don't know if that matters or not. Address maybe. There's no address on a passport. Oh, great. So I'm just going to cover... The number. The passport number. So, look at that. Look at that guy. My little... It's not... And the thing to notice, it doesn't say Chad. It's my <laughs> Colombian given name. So, I essentially have two identities now. I have my Colombian identity because I'm a citizen there. And I have my American identity because I'm a citizen here. Yeah. So this is the official. The official official. Are you so excited? This is what I've been waiting for. I'm so proud of you. It's all been, everything's been built up to receiving this guy right here. And what does this mean for us, for you? It means <clears throat> when we got together, we talked about freedom, right? That's what we talked about. Financial, yeah. the ability to do whatever we want. And everything we've been doing over the years is building up to the ability to create our own life. Mm. And for us, freedom is super important. And that's what this gives us. This gives us, as a citizen of another country, freedom to essentially live in a different ecosystem if right. we choose to yeah. right we can choose the american dream or the colombian dream or a combination of both and that's our first plan is to do a combination with the extended plan yeah i mean we're hopefully hopefully be able to, i mean this gives us access to a lot of other countries as well that we can visit as a resident of colombia um so hopefully we'll be able to you know either We'll be able to make the decision full-time if we want to another country, full-time here, split it, but we'll have that freedom to be able to do it. It's incredible. Good job. Good job. All right. It was, you know, it was one of those things where now it feels real, now it feels official, and that's what I was waiting for. So it feels awesome, and now, now it really begins. Right. Now we start putting together all the pieces, um, grow the business. We have a lot of work we have to do uh, to support financially what's going to happen to... Yeah. Uh, the logistics of traveling with a, a dog uh, and not a small dog, a dog that's, you know, of, of weight that she doesn't fit in a purse, right? So there's different there's different ways you have to travel yeah. with that size dog. So She is 40 pounds. So we have to, to really look at training her and all that kind of stuff and going to do an excellent episode uh, soon around, you know, getting her to Columbia. All right, so um, let's talk about some deal breakers. Um, what non-negotiables do you have when it comes to, because you mentioned we've kind of nailed it down to two, uh, the east and southern coast of Spain, and then um, 
a couple spots within Medellin of Colombia, uh, primarily on the southern side of Medellin. Uh, but what are some of the deal breakers and non-negotiables uh, in your mind as you've been going through yeah. uh, your research and finding out there's major differences between the U.S. and then also this is really focused around just the exploratory trip, so our very first uh, trip. Okay. So one of the deal breakers for me was that I didn't want to go somewhere where it wasn't modern or up to date, if you will. Great Wi-Fi. Like we had to have access to certain things. So those were deal breakers for me. And honestly, not knowing a lot about Columbia before I started in on this research approximately three months ago, uh, I had no idea that Columbia, Medellin in particular, was so modern, just really incredible. What I don't like about the two, though, is that Spain, we have easy access to so many other countries. Just hop on a train and, and go to France, to Portugal, you know, wherever. And what I don't really like about that in Colombia is that you have to hop on a plane to travel, like, within. You don't maybe necessarily want to take a road trip, and I don't think we would anyway, not knowing our way around there. However, plane travel in within Colombia is very, very cheap. But, you know, how far can we go? I think one of the nice things about that is it also, I think there's a lot of people who might have that similar mindset. Right. Therefore, that might prevent them from coming in as well because it is additional work, effort, logistics in order to visit which means only the people within that area, and I'm not saying this is just straight up, but it, it kind of seems like only the people within that area would kind of stick around. You're not getting people from all over various parts as much as, as easy in the United States for, we're from Michigan, so Ohio people to come here, right? Super right. easy. Yeah. Zero friction. But there's quite a bit of friction when it comes to somebody visiting from another part of Columbia to get to me because yes. they have to fly and there's a lot of logistics behind that. So that might help with our little island of people that we're going to, you know, love to be around. Yeah. And there are tons of expats in Medellin and in Colombia in general. But in Europe, in Spain in particular, you, like you said, Chad, that they have people that come down for holiday. Like that's a typical holiday that people in France or whoever, they come down to the Costa de Sol and, and, and celebrate, travel, whatever they whatever they need to do there. People don't typically do that in Colombia. So that jumps into um, you know cultures. Yeah. So we, when you have such a melting pot of people from um, not only different regions uh, but different countries all together for part of the year coming down, as it is in Spain, to either vacation or just live there for uh, yeah. a significant part of the year, that culture is going to be different than in uh, Medellin, where you have people who are take their take their culture very seriously mm. to the point where it's thought to be disrespectful to wear certain things because that's just how passionate they are about their way of life right and so that's another thing that we have to take into account and what are your thoughts on that really quickly because i want to jump into the next one too but what are your thoughts on that when it comes to culture because we're going to have shock no matter what but one might be easier to um you know, blend into than the other? And is that going to play a part into our decision during our exploratory trips of where we're going to be leading? Yeah, I don't think it's played too big of a part for us. We are ready to uh, be, to immerse ourselves into the Colombian culture. Uh, the Paisa people there in Medellin, 
very, very friendly, super friendly. And however, you need to know some Spanish, right? Let's be real. And it would be disrespectful to go in there and not know how to speak some of the language at least. Uh, and for Spain, so much of, of Spain is English speaking, right? Either reading it or or being able to to speak speak English. So we were to go somewhere, I think it's going to be easier. There's not going to be those language barriers that there will be in Medellin. And that's okay. We will do what we need to do and are doing what we need to do to to really try to to go there and be respectful. We're not going to wear flip-flops. <laughs> so the Paisa people really don't like uh, flip-flops. They believe that you should come out of your home dressed appropriately, be it jeans, sneakers, a nice shirt, but not looking like, you know, you just came off the street. Okay. So the big question is after this additional research and really finding out, um, you know, the major differences and we've kind of narrowed down where we would like to go, at least for our first trip. Um, does this skew away from our initial thought when we, in the very beginning, we were thinking about this? Or is this kind of following suit as your research supported um, what we initially thought anyways? So my initial thought of Colombia was still, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. I had no idea that it had changed as much as it has. And so I was pleasantly surprised. I was more than pleasantly surprised. I was like, yeah, we got this. We can absolutely go down there for, you know, five months and hang and love and live and enjoy, right? It's spring-like weather all year long. And on the Costa de Sol and even up to Valencia, it's not. The weather is much hotter. So those are the two the two weather differences that I found as well. So Beautiful. Well, let's let's jump into um, this little mini uh, effort that you've been doing. So, um, you mentioned that you started doing Spanish lessons, and you're doing these uh, just so folks understand. This is a bonkers affordable thing to do. You're working directly with a uh, Colombian native, right? Correct. Um, you are doing this for you know on a weekly basis. You're getting homework, if you will, like. It's not just, okay, your 30 minutes is up. Yeah. I'll see you next week. You have follow up work that you're doing as well, right? So tell us a little bit about the journey and tell us the, I guess, site, the platform that you're using that you got connected with this because we don't have any affiliations with these companies, but you've had a great experience. And I just want to hear a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah. So first, I have to go back to high school. I had two years of Spanish. I absolutely love this language. There is just something about it. Um, and so I started uh, and I had a year of it in college as well. And I remember my professor in college was from Columbia and she was this shorter lady that wore beautiful, brightly colored clothes in class. We came in, we were not allowed to speak English at all. My final was I had to write a children's book and it had to be completely in Spanish. That's cool. It was so fun. And I loved the energy and she was just so vibrant and she would you know, this was her every, you know, in the class every day. And I love the language. So, and thank goodness I had three years of it because hopping onto italki, which is the platform that I've been using. And my instructor is, um, he is a young adult. He plays competitive soccer. He is Colombian. He lives in Bogota. Uh, Santiago Prada is his name. Outstanding. He's fun. 
he supports me. He's very patient with me, but he was also raised in the States in South Carolina. So he also gets my Southern accent. So I was really pleased to hear about that. It just seems like, babe, everything is falling into place for us. And I'm super, super excited for this journey. But I also make sure that I either through Duolingo or I found some Spanish lessons on YouTube as well, where I'm literally practicing every single day. I don't have the benefit of being immersed in it here on the day to day. So when you decide you're ready to start taking Spanish classes, then I think we can start talking, you know, with each other, which would make it a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, I am having a blast just being able to have many conversations, uh, you know, how to get to the airport or how to get a taxi or, you know, any of those things that we're going to need to be able to travel. So I highly suggest, even if you were going to go to Spain, try to learn some of the language. Yeah, for sure. And like I mentioned before, Spain is an easy country if you speak English to yeah. be able to get around for casual travel. Yeah. Uh, but like anything, if you're going to be living there for any long or extended period of time, immersing yourself in the language is going to be a respectful of their culture, but also it's going to help you in the long run, right? We we find here in the states how frustrated we get when people don't learn English, we need yeah. to do our due diligence to do the same thing. So, you know, getting my passport, getting my ID, taking the trip, those are all the things that are making it very real for me. And so I know that I'll be starting my language journey as well soon. Um, and I appreciate that you've jumped on it already. Yeah. So, you know, when we went to Mexico, how many people came... <laughs> How many people came up to you and started speaking Spanish to you because they thought, well, I mean, you look Hispanic. It's a fair, and it's a fair assumption. I, I don't, I don't fault them for doing that. And if anything, it was funny, you know, if anything, I should be, um, especially now getting ready to be able yeah. to communicate with other folks. So, um, I personally can't roll my R's and I think me either. You can't either. So we're going to have a little competition to figure out who learns how to roll their R's really? first. It'll yeah. be you. You're going to win because I'm from the South. It will probably never happen for me. I'm okay with that. We'll see. All right. So, so we're, we're going to jump into um, anything else you want to talk about with your English or with your Spanish lessons really quickly before we jump into topics. Oh, no, yeah. I think I can throw out a few words, you know, as we go on of, of what I'm learning. I do know how to conjugate the verbs, which is awesome. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I have the biggest problem with is a and the. So, and I have to remember it, right? Like L and la, and then. Un and una, and I really, a banana, you know, an apple or the apple or the banana. It's really. And I think one of the things I like about sometimes. one of the things I like about the platform you're using is you're working with a person who's the 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 tier that you're on is about yeah. how to get around. It's not teach me the proper way like they did in high school. You're learning oh, how to actually so different. Do, you're learning how to actually do things right. You're, right. You're learning what it actually takes. Um, okay, cool. So let's talk about some strategy stuff, especially when it comes to, um, yeah. you know, uh, here, while we're here, what we're prepping for now, because I think the first thing that we have to do, we've kind of loosely put together goals and plans, but I think we definitely need to say, 
you know me, I, I, as a, as a business consultant, one of the things that I do is I say, when you set a goal, it's mandatory. It's something you must achieve. It's if you're not going to, if you're not going to achieve it, why bother putting this as a goal, yeah. do something different. And I think we can play that game a little bit as well, where we say, you know, it's, it's currently what October, um, that, you know, November of 2024, we are doing x y and z because what happens then is now we have to put the pieces in place in order to achieve that goal that goal is mandatory now right. right it's documented and we've got posters all over the place of you know our 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 finances and our goals and the things we want to achieve and what we have to put in place but this is strictly for this new venture that we're taking so starting to establish goals i think are going to be super important for us um, talk to me about you call it financial fitness, but what it looks like in order to be able to um, fund this, but also what does it look like when it talks when we talk about cost of living differences here in the states versus? Because our first step is exploratory trip, but then that exploratory trip, the whole point is check out a couple of places. What can we afford? And we have to have that knowledge beforehand, right? Yeah, and I think I told you earlier I did email a gentleman. Uh, he is from the States originally. He's lived in Medellin for 15 years. Texas, he is, right? I, I think so. He definitely has a Southern, Southern accent, uh, but I've emailed him. So let's see what he says. Maybe. And I know he, Sabaneta was on his website. So, you know, just reaching out to people that when I watch these YouTube videos and I check out their website and do my research on them, reach out to them. And maybe these are people we can meet when we go there for our exploratory trip. One of the questions, huge. one of the questions that was asked of him was, um, if you were living in the States, what would you be doing right now? And he said, I'd be in a nursing home waiting for the yeah. doctors to come in. Right. And then in Medellin, what he's doing is he is a real estate agent and just, he's just doubled his workforce. He, um, he's 77. He saw an opportunity to take his expertise that he has from the States and apply it in an area that is essentially underserved in that market. So yeah. it's not that he's taking advantage of, he's saying, I know stuff and I can apply it here and help this community as a whole while having a solid business as well. Right. And, and he, he loves has. It. Yeah. He said that Medellin alone has grown every single year, every year. It's, it's nothing but up. So we're super excited to, to hopefully be a part of being able to contribute, you know, to this community. Um, but what are we doing here first? Babe, we have a lot to do. Like no joke. There is a lot to do. So without getting overwhelmed, what can we do? And I think it would be better for us to do month by month, like setting these goals of what can we do every single month that's going to get us closer and closer to us being able to leave next November in 2024 and staying for about five months, right? And that includes training Sadie, making sure, and I'm, I have a visit with the vet this month to talk about what Sadie needs, her shots and like all of that kind of stuff so that we get all of that information. But what can we do starting in November? Uh, because we have work on the house to do. We have, uh, you know, your, the first goal was to get your citizenship taken care of done. And that was done so quick. So what are some things like setting up a budget, knowing what we spend here in the States, which honestly, let's be real. Our, our mortgage is really, really inexpensive. So I don't know that we're going to be savings quite so much with renting down there, but renting this out while we're gone, we can actually make a profit 
right? So that's one way that, that we can actually do better down there. Yeah. I mean, in, in a perfect world, we'd find somebody who during the time we're gone wants to be in Michigan and uh, for the period that we're here and we could just right. do that reoccurring. Right. But, uh, you know, we're great at manifesting and maybe we can create that. But the reality is we have to put ourselves in the right position to be found for that type of person. So, um, you know, there's stuff around the house that we have to fix you know, like baseboards and stuff like that, that we have to get in place so that it is a rentable place yes. for once it's time. Yeah. Um, putting together budgets. We definitely need to sit down and say, um, what does the actual cost of living look like? And then, so go through, what do we spend money on in the United States? What will we be spending money on in another country? And what won't carry over? Food. Because there's going to be some things that won't carry over as well. Food is going to be a huge savings in Colombia versus here. I went to the grocery store today and spent well over $200 for a week for us. And we eat here. We don't often eat out, right? So Rarely. Rarely. Yeah. And I mean, if we went to eat out here, what would it be? Well, I mean, okay. So when we go to eat out, we also grab a drink and we spend time out there and maybe we grab an app. So, you know, now we're at like, you know, 60 to a hundred bucks for a night, which is half of our entire grocery budget that we have for one night out. And it's great to get out. Don't get me wrong. But when you're thinking about costs, um, is it in fact worth doing that? Right. And, and, and if it is every now and again, great, but that's not sustainable. So yes, we have to be mindful of the cost and yes, it's going to be a cost savings. And I think that's, I think that's what it is. We have to do our t-shirt us abroad and then list what are we spending money on every single month? And then what's that comparative over there? And really break that down. And just break it down because once it's down, then we at a glance know and understand. But if we don't put it down, um, we're just kind of saying we're saving money, but we don't know how. So there is something really big that we're doing in January with my Jeep. What are we doing? Uh, so, yeah, we're going to downsize to one vehicle. So with our goal of living in another country, um, having a vehicle is just something that we're not going to need. It's just not something we will have. So we're starting to put into practice, what does that look like with sharing a vehicle? And we've talked it through and we essentially figured out, even if you needed to go somewhere where I was gone, the cost of doing an Uber up to seven times in a month is still less expensive than right. having the vehicle in the insurance. So Legit, and that's, I don't think you would have, you would have seven occurrences no. that would happen. So logistically makes sense, financially makes sense, but bigger picture, prepping ourselves for what that looks like in the future, because in the future, we won't have a vehicle. We'll be either walking to market, we will have a scooter, or we'll be, you know, having a driver that Which takes us so places. much healthier, right? We need to be walking. We need to be out and about. And here in the States, you just, you can't do that. It, you, you have to have a car. So this is going to be big for me because it's me giving up my car. And I love my Jeep Cherokee. I have, this is my fourth Jeep that I've had. And this is a Grand Cherokee. So having the room and, you know, Sadie hopping in the back and, and it's a nice travel vehicle as well. And we're going, uh, did you I, hear it, vehicle? Vehicle. Yeah. Did you hear it? <laughs> And then going down to your Subaru, which is this little race car, bucket seats. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? It is a stick. And thank God I know how to drive a stick. I actually love driving your car, but it's really low to the ground. 
right? It's just very different. And I'm making the sacrifice because it is the right thing to do. It is the right thing to do with, with what our plans are in the future. So just being able to wrap my head around some of these things that, you know, we're having to, to do, to sacrifice in order to get where we need to get um, and have this lifestyle, that freedom. I don't think I'm going to miss having a car and being able to hop in. It's the kind of car that I have going to your car. It's a comfort. It's a comfort thing for me, which is very, very interesting. So, uh, so yeah, so that's part of, uh, I want to call it a budget release. I don't know if that's the right word, but that's definitely a huge savings for us because that's also, you know, letting go of insurance as well. So that's going to save us almost $700 a month, 650, something like that, um, between insurance and the car, my tag or my tab, you know, that I have to renew. Did I just say tag? My tab. You're good. I, 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 I always confuse differences from your language and me being up here as a Midwesterner. Um, what did you say earlier? Oh, I cut the heat on. It's, it's just different. And I hear, and I hear new ones all the time. Um, I'm going to keep us moving. Financial yeah. fitness. I think our first thing we have to do is compare, put down, put down our numbers and then compare um, for things that won't, won't be a factor. And then what's the reality for those coming forward? Right. Our goal, a lot of people say, okay, we're moving abroad to this other country because we can save money. And that was an attractive piece in the beginning. But the reality is, is that it's not about saving money. We are brilliant people who have the ability to finance whatever that, whatever sure. we want, right? If we want to live a lavish lifestyle, we can create that for ourselves, but we want to be good stewards of our money. So we mm -hmm. want, we don't want to be disrespectful to finances and just throw it out the window. We want to do things because it's um, right. And it's, and it's the way that we're going to live. So when you hear us talking about, you know, saving money and budgeting and throwing mm -hmm. out numbers, I don't want anybody to ever get the impression we're moving to another country because we can't afford to live in the U S that's not what it is. You know, we're in our forties and fifties. We've, We've survived. We've killed mm -hmm. it. We've done really well. We're doing this because freedom is the number one priority for us. And in another country outside the U.S., those freedoms, believe it or not, are different and some of them are enhanced. Some of them are elevated than what we have here in the U.S. And that sometimes comes by way of financial alleviation. Sometimes right. that comes by way of not having the rat race and being able to live not having to be so focused on eight hours a day, boom, 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 mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, that's the lifestyle that we've created here. And we don't want to have to be burnt out at 60 years old. We want to, we want to. We want to be moving and grooving and taking salsa lessons. I want to take salsa lessons. Well into our 60s. Yeah, so definitely. So, so when we talk about these finances, we're being transparent for the purpose of you understanding what a real world couple and a dog are going through. Yeah. Um, but in, by no means is it the reason that we're taking these actions. It's a benefit of taking these actions. So, yeah. And visas, like I have to get a visa. That's right? what I was going to jump into. So now oh, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, uh, the various visas, digital nomad, um, and the things that you've learned. Because right now we're both technically remote workers. We have our own businesses. We can do them from anywhere. Um with the occasional meeting that we have to come back for, but we have the ability to be totally remote. So visas, 
with Columbia, there's three types. One of them is when you're investing. So, you you know, that requires a lot of money and capital that you've proven because you're going there to buy something substantial, yeah. right? That's how you are able to travel into the country. There's four. So talk about the visas yeah. and then what qualifies for us. So there's the retire retirement visa. There's the business or corporate, I think something called, like that where you go, like you said, and have a business or you invest in properties. Things Airbnb is just huge there. Um, people are buying up properties every day down there just to start an Airbnb business, super lucrative. And then you have the student visa, right? Where you can go down there and go to school and you can, um, learn, you could learn how to teach Spanish or like whatever it is you want to go to university for. I mean, then you have the digital nomad as well. You can go there and and go to dental school if you wanted to. That's just where you're choosing to do it. Yeah, but you can go there. Um, And so those are the visas that I know of. I'm not familiar with a work visa, although I'm sure that they have something around that. Um, But nonetheless, those are the visas that you have. And I think there are 60, I want to say 60 countries that have digital nomad visas now. Uh, Spain is another digital nomad visa country. So, um, but for me, what visa would I need? So if you can tell everybody with you being, now most people are not uh, already Colombian citizens. So, but if you are a Colombian citizen and somebody like me is not, but we are married. So how, how is that going to work? So my understanding, and again, you know, I don't think Amy or I have 100% of the facts. The only thing that we're stating is this is the exact what it is. This is just what we've learned through our research and, you know, asking the right questions to the right people. Uh, But my understanding is, and we, there's some things that we can pivot as well. I have one idea. My understanding is um, as a citizen, I can come and go as I please Uh, for you being married to me. um, If we're going to stay there over six months or 183 days plus, then you're going to have to have a residency visa or some sort of digital nomad proving that you're working beyond those times. For me, I can come and go as I please, but if I wasn't, I would be doing a digital nomad. That's why I'd qualify for as well, because my work is remote right. as I work for myself as a U.S.-based company. And my clients are aware of my ability to travel and cater to their needs from wherever I am. So that being said, being married, you do have additional benefits as well, but you have to pay your dues as well. You have to prove that Columbia is someplace you want to spend a significant amount of time. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, it's two years, correct? Two years. So two years, you put in your time for two years saying, I want to be a resident here for two years. You have the ability then to go for your citizenship, which then would allow you for dual citizenship because the U.S. doesn't require you to um, whatever it is, give it up. Right. Um, so you could also be a dual citizen as well, which would allow you to come and go as you please as well. But there's a time that you have to put in, you have to put in the time. And then there is the citizenship testing, uh, which is, you know, a test and it's all in Spanish and you have to be able to speak it and, and read it and write it. So there, I didn't have to do that because I'm a citizen by birth. Uh, and I know I wouldn't pass that test anyways. <laughs> Um, I'll pass it. But at any rate, so for the time being, you will be, um, anytime we go over six months, you'll have to do a visa, but I think you can get away with just traveling, just your regular travel visa for uh, the time being. Which I think is going to work out best for us because it's going to take me quite a while to learn, you know, to be able to speak it uh, even halfway fluent, right? So I think that um, 
it's it's really going to be fun, um, but there are going to be some challenging moments. Um, and I think that, oh, and there's the home front adjustments that moving into the very last topic here um, with the preparation that we're doing. So downsizing was something I wanted to ask you earlier. Uh, you know, we are going to have to downsize. We're going to have to get, get rid of some things to make this place livable for other people. So a lot of our personal effects and things like that. So I think you and I talked about just grabbing a, a small um, rental, rental place up the street for storage, you know, a climate controlled yeah, storage space. Once, we haven't figured out full time yet. So once there, you know, if we decide we want to live in a country full time, that would be like a full downsize sell or have properties that we make money off of. Um, but we're not purging our personal effects. So we would have to store them someplace right. for the time to that start. we're gone. Mm -hmm. And then when we're back, pull them out and re put our life back in place up here. Yeah, so that would have to go into the budget. That would have to go into the monthly budget. And that's you know, the as case. Well. That's the case until we've set ourselves up where we have other, um, where we choose to either sell this place as a whole and have a different full time place here in the U.S. Not full time. I'm sorry, uh, a different place that we have that is just ours, not not rented, or we decide to stop renting this because we have other revenue streams that we don't need to rent this right. place anymore to where we essentially have two places that we can come and go as we please. And that might be part of the three-year plan once we're both dual citizens and we have the flexibility to do what we want to do truly. So that's a really good point. You said a three-year plan. So right now we're going to go ahead and create our one-year plan. And so what does all that involve? And that's definitely going to be a spreadsheet. So first we need to track what we're, our expenses are here, right? Um, is there any, you know, what, what do we think we're going to spend down there? Now, granted, we're going to have to wait and see actually what it would be until we have our exploratory we'll visit. Of it, right? we'll, we'll be able to understand we'll able, for the most part groceries. Yeah. We understand for the most part. Rent. Big well, ticket items. Right. And all, well, and all the miscellaneous things. So, you know, when we go through the credit card and we see Netflix and Hulu and ESPN and all these things, they're small things, right. but they all add up. They so all add up. Putting those all into categories properly, um, all of that. So, yes, first thing, figure out our finances. What are we spending? What are we expecting to spend? And then what do we need to take action on in right. order to be able to... Um, you know, to do that because we have a little bit of experience with my dad who does Michigan and Florida and it took them time, but a lot of what they have now, they've duplicated it in each place. Right. So they're not traveling back and forth and we're not going to be able to travel back and forth with a lot of stuff. Right. So we have to downsize in that respect uh, to make sure that we, what we have are X amount of suitcases. This is what we come back with. So we're not buying a whole lot of stuff you know, in either place. As part of the one-year plan, as part of the three-year yeah. plan, we may have two separate places that we just call our own. We own outright and then nobody's, nobody, nobody ever goes in them. And that's, you know, we've got our, only thing we pack is our favorite stuff that we want to travel with, but we have our blender and our toaster and our yes. this and that and this and that that's in each place. Yes. Our coffee is very important to us. Right. <laughs> so um, I think the last thing that I just want to do is, um, you know, let's talk nostalgia. What are the things that were truly that you think just off the top of your head, meaning two things in the U.S. that you're truly going to miss? Maybe it's the coffee. Maybe we find better coffee. But what are the things that you think you're truly going to miss from the U.S. Um, during our exploratory trip for 10 days 
um, in Colombia that you're just gonna be like, oh God, I really miss that. I wish I had that right now. Wow. That's a really, that's a really great, well, my bicycle is one because I love to ride my bike and I don't know that I'll be able to do that as freely in Colombia. In Sabaneta, it's pretty flat there, but I still not knowing the area, um, you know, there are a couple of small safety concerns. Just don't know that I'm going to be able to ride my bike or even get out and walk by myself like I can here. I think that I will miss. Right now, we just don't know because all we're doing is going based off of what other people have said in the research we've done, but we might find this beautiful gem of a place that that's a non-issue. Yeah. And that's hopefully that would be great. That's part of what the whole exploratory trip is, is find our perfect zone, if you will, for where we want to begin to set up shop. And if they have bikes that I can rent, that would be great because I cannot take my bike with me. So yeah, I think I would miss, miss my bike. Yeah. I can't think of anything. Your Um, car? Yeah. Probably my car. Driving. And not just driving in general, driving my car. Yeah. (laughs) He is like really attached to this car. It was, um, 15 years ago, maybe 13, 12, about 12 years ago, I added a wallpaper to the back of my phone. I had a Blackberry at the time and it was the car that's parked in the garage right now. So it was something that I, over the last decade and some change. You had a Blackberry 12 years ago. That's when we dated for the first time. You had an iPhone. 12 years ago, not 10 years ago. I just, when I was working at Irene's, I had a Blackberry. Yeah. Wow. I was ancient. I was diehard Blackberry. <laughs> I was with them almost until they went out of the business. They they rolled out one additional phone from the time they went out of business to when I quit them. That's and when I quit them for the right first there. time, I got an iPhone. I talked a lot of crap about iPhone. Anyways, all yeah, that to say, I, the, my background was the car that's parked in the garage right now. So I had this vision of what my dream car was, and it's not a Ferrari and it's not a Porsche. It's the car that's in our garage. So when I get in that, I'm transported back to that youthfulness of what I was dreaming about. So yeah, that's probably the thing that I would miss the most. And frankly, once you create a new life, um, there's things that replace those things, right? I had a different car before this and this car fulfilled exactly what I needed. And I was able to part ways and sell this car that I was holding on to. It was a freaking money pit and I was able to part ways with it. And it actually went to, um, this, Honey, that was a big day for you. It went, <laughs> really big it went to this, uh, young girl, 16, who, yeah. um, heard her dad work on cars together and they drove up from Ohio and they were able to, you know, they, they knew that it was a, a 2013. It had rough roughness to it but it was going to be a project car for them to work on together you so saw the look on her face and how geeked she was over that car and i think that was what sealed the deal for you oh i pulled up yeah so you you came and met me because i had to be picked up because i was selling it but i pulled up and i saw her in the glass because they were sitting in the car and i was like oh this is so cool i had no idea i thought it was i was only interacting with the father at that right. point so i didn't know that it was a family thing and he was asking her questions. So do you like it? What are you looking at here? And she, you know, they were, you could tell it, they had a really solid relationship. So I wouldn't have asked for that car to go to a better person. Yeah, at all. that was awesome. Yeah. So gym of the week. So full-time in another country, part-time in another country, what actually, well, I guess sealing the deal 
going to Colombia instead of Spain was really your citizenship. We really want to explore where you were born, where you're from, um, how Colombians live, you know, all of it. We want to explore all of it. I think that's kind of what sealed the deal for us. Um, and so what tip can you leave that could be assistant, could be an, um, a piece of assistance for our listeners for this process that you've learned because I've done the majority of the research, but what, what's something you have learned so far in the past three months that you could really leave with the listeners? I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've come across and it's interesting, you, you, let's say you put together 50 hours worth of research and I contributed about an hour and a half, but that hour and a half that I contributed, I got so much out of it. And I think one of the biggest things is if you're thinking about um, doing part-time or full-time, look at the safety scores of mm. each city that you're considering. Don't look at it as a country as a whole. Um, and then also pick three cities in each place and then start narrowing it down. Right. Don't do it based just off dollars because there's other things that are more valuable than what you're going to Sometimes it makes sense to spend 15% more, but to be safe rather than spending 15% less and not being able to be in a neighborhood that is just terrible or be in a place where it's a high rise and the walls are thin and you don't know that till you visit. So I would say start working Fair. on the things that are truly important for these type of ventures, which is your quality of life, not necessarily yeah, how much it's going to cost you. And, and, you know, right now we are looking at going to Spain, not just Colombia, right? We're not, it, 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 I mean, we may get to Colombia and be like, yep, this is it. Um, but I do think that you and I are, we love to travel and we do want to go to Spain. You have, you drove the coast of Spain uh, for two weeks, I guess it was maybe. About 10 days, yep. Yeah, 10 days. So, and I want to experience that. I I am a diehard Spain fan and I can't wait to go and explore that. So we really don't know where we're going to end up part-time, full-time. We could do both. Right. We get to be in choice about that. But nonetheless, I think picking our three, picking three cities, uh, Medellin uh, was definitely one of the cities. Sabaneta was another one and Envigado was the other one. So those were our three cities that I have done so much research on. And Sabaneta right now seems to be the better fit for us. And then also uh, just below Valencia, not quite into Costa de Sol, that also seems to be a better fit for us. So, you know, we'll do it with Spain as well. That's a really great point. And both are, Spain is definitely safer. We know that hands down. It's, it's definitely safer. Um, however, uh, just using common sense, don't make yourself a target, right? When you, when you go to Medellin should be okay. Yeah, there's definitely, when you're looking at those scores, there's also going to be a difference when you're traveling as a tourist versus traveling as somebody who's planning on setting up shop there either Expat. five months right. or even full time. So yeah. uh, take a lot of things into consideration, but I think that wraps up what we got yeah. going on here, right? It's been great. Lots awesome. of information today we covered. Awesome. So we'll, um, we'll see everybody next week. Yeah. Have a good one.